we don't want to grow oh. Hello and welcome back to episode two of Grin and Burrit with me, your host Rebecca. We are minus one of the trio today, Brooke, so you'll not be getting any Jaws facts. But I do have one because of her absence. So apparently the novelist Peter Benchley, he was actually had a cameo in the film. So yeah, that's your quote of Jaws that you probably didn't need today. But we do have one of the original trio with us today, Chris. One of the original ones, right? Yep, obviously. But only, this is only episode two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's hoping. You have to you have to believe we're going to push ourselves further. Oh, I believe. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, so there's only the two of us today. So I do have two questions. And we also have Flashcard Friday. Before the new questions, what's the crack with you? What is the crack with me? I'm thinking whether I should go to Bowie Film Festival next week or not. I am now, I don't know if it's prestigious, right? So it's not me like name dropping or anything, or but I'm now a member of the Irish Film and Television Academy. Oh. So it gets you into like networking events and like master classes and stuff and all. And, um, so they are having a breakfast down there. So it's a good chance to network with people in the industry, in the film and television industry. So I'm thinking, should I go down and see a few films? I'm not too sure. Yeah. I'd rather be going down with one of my films in it. Of course. But I love Galway Film Festival. It's really yeah. good. I've never actually been to it. I have seen like videos and stuff on YouTube about it. It's really good. It. It's really good crack. Um, everyone just gets pissed. Like I don't really drink, but <laughs> everyone just gets pissed. Like and has the crack and talks movies, watch movies, uh, and you meet some interesting people. I'd be the one in the corner being like, what flavour teas do you have? Oh, thanks. I'll have that. Wee biscuit? Yeah, girl. <laughs> what is your f- favourite flavour tea? Favourite tea? Well, obviously, I like the normal tea, but see Earl Grey. And my favourite drink from Starbucks or anywhere has to be chai tea latte. Oh, I've heard about so these chai tea good. lattes. It tastes like Christmas in a cup. So there's, you just have it every day. They're so, like, two years ago. but Excuse me? No, but, I, no, but they've stayed. Like, I, I, I think I might try one today, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should try it. We, I used to get it, not that I'm like any sort of health food or anything, but I used to get it with soy milk because it foams up a lot better and it actually tastes, because it gives it a bit of a texture, not that that matters, but yeah, you need to definitely You can tell you work in a coffee shop then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well ours is more, used to be powdered stuff, but I think Starbucks use like a syrup, but the best one I've had is actually Costa or from Adagio tea. We ordered that on. Um, is it like, is it good or is it really bad for you? Is it full of sugar or? The proper stuff isn't full of sugar. Starbucks one, yes, because it's syrup. But the proper stuff is like tea. And what you do is you put it in the milk into the pan and you like boil it. And then you put it in. This is the proper like way they did it. And Costa do it proper? They do it. They actually have the proper tea leaves. So there's sometimes when you drink at the bottom, there's some of the tea leaves still left. But not to deter you from it, because it's really nice. But they put cinnamon on top of theirs as well. So it's literally Christmas in the mug. It makes me feel sleepy all the time. I'm going to get one today. So I've, all, I've heard of it. It's like the, it was like the, what do they call it? The Holy Grail. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I must try it. But I skinny lattes every time for me. Like it's just, I'm very plain, born. Skinny latte, extra hot place. They, they probably know it. Like, I'm known, <laughs> I used to drive before Costa opened the Down Patrick. Mm. Like, Down Patrick is like uh, five miles from my house in Costa, and like I'm always in Costa and Down Patrick. 
but before Costa, I used to drive like a half an hour to Lisburn yeah. just to go to Costa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and now, because Tim Hortons is um, open 24 hours at Conswater, yeah. I'm down there all the time, like mm-hmm. 12 o'clock at night. Do you get the donuts or anything? I've just started the, like, I, like, I the Tim bits or just. French. But <laughs> yeah, no, the. I've, I've, maybe I tried Tim bits before, but it was like one of my favorite vloggers was like in Tim Hortons in Canada. Okay. And he was like, if you're in, in Tim Hortons, you need to uh, try the Boston cream. Oh. I'd stand. And I, I straight down, after I watched the vlog, I got in the car. And <laughs> there you go, I got a Boston cream club. And he's like, uh, what's a Boston cream? Didn't even, oh, yeah, we do, yeah. And then I uh, got one of them. But uh, I went live going through a Tim Hortons. Oh, okay. Once. Did you see I went live <laughs> going through a Tim Hortons just for the crack. And there was a woman who I know from Canada. And she was like, order this here for a crack. Mm-hmm. I ordered her drink. I, yeah. I ordered it nice. And it blew the head of me. It was an iced cappuccino. It blew the head of me. <laughs> I couldn't sleep all night. It actually, I was like feeling the effects of it for yeah. hours. But I mean, that, that, that's what <laughs> I'm not really a fan of coffee. I like, no, I like coffee cake and coffee sweets. See Rebels coffee sweets. Oh, I know usually people are like, I don't want to get that one. But it's so good. But the apple and cinnamon Cruller one, I think. They're great. They're really nice. They're the real yes. out of the Boston Creams mm-hmm. and they had that the other night. So That's kind of coffee, isn't it? Coffee taste? Yeah, there is. There's a weird like, taste off it, but it's really nice. But here, talking about Facebook Lives, I noticed we're like going off on it, but like, uh, I went live last night, but I didn't realise Facebook was down. This it, is the day after Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp was down. But I went live gone. from the same field, from Crossgar to Lisburn, which is a half an hour's distance. Mm-hmm singing over and over again just for the crack i want to see the, the like, <laughs> like annoy anybody to singing i want to take my horse to that old town road i'm gonna ride till i get no but i thought facebook had banned me because i was singing over and over again Copy i sang it. i sang like honestly just over and over again for half an hour yeah not i was like i'm not paying any attention to anyone's like i'm just gonna go live and just leave it because <laughs> like it's probably against the law but like yeah. text back people that is against it but um but it blocked it but it was because the videos were down, so I'm going to do it today. So it's just so it's a throw it Same song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because everyone knows it. Yeah, it is a good I'm song. I'm going to take my <laughs> horse to the old town road. I'm going <laughs> Yeah, there you go. going to ask you two questions. Now, in an ideal world, I would prefer people to email in the questions at grinandburrettpodcastni at gmail.com. What? Yes. There's there an email now. Official. There's also an Instagram page, it's just Grinnenberg Podcast NI. But anyway, we'll get on to the questions, <laughs> being very organised. So the first question, because we've both kind of done sort of film things, you more than me, is have you got any good or bad experiences doing film things that we obviously know I know what you know, but one of mine would be every time I submit something or you go and do a presentation or whatever it is, they always want to add in the Northern Irish Troubles. Now, I know the Troubles is an important piece of history in Northern Ireland, but people are always wanting to move on and move forward. And yes, it's in the back of our heads of the past, but I just don't get why it has to be. Like, Northern Ireland is just known for that. I want it to be known for something else. So do you have any good experience, bad experience, film-wise? Not, it doesn't have to be to do with the Troubles, just in Northern Ireland in particular. And then you talk about no, well, it's a tough industry. It's a really tough industry, mm-hmm. and uh, it's full of a lot of egos. Mm-hmm. And I found it's 
yeah, throw that at egos and <laughs> other talentless people here in, oh. in <laughs> big vicinity. I'm only joking, like, I'm trying to think of what to say. Do uh, you know what? I have, everybody finds their own group, right? Yeah. And then everyone, like, I tell you, even go back to where I started. I started making, started comedy improv in the Crescent Arts Centre and then it just took off from there. And um, I was a professional actor. Yeah, I'm a professional actor for a lot of years. But you find your people. Yeah. And I found a group of people. We used to make these uh, little American uh, accent films. And, hey, y'all. And it's like, you're trying to be like Pacino and De Niro oh, and all, yeah. you know. But then you learn and then like, you play them in front of the bar. And you like, people either like say laugh at them or love them or you learn. You learn as you go along, you know. It's, it, you know, and you find your crew. And do you know everyone that did? Make them films. Everyone went on to do well yeah. in their own sort of way, and but it's all dispersed now in a way. So it's like um, so you get to work with other people. I have had plenty of bad experiences working with people, but then I just don't work with them again. Yeah, you know, I, I don't work with them again. You know, um, uh, there's a lot of talented people out there, and mostly the talented people are the nice ones. Yeah, who just get on with it and get on with everybody. I don't know what your experiences is in big productions or anything like that, but it's like I think the you know. The dickheads are the ones like you don't even put it bad out. The dickheads are the <laughs> ones that just you know they might be talented, but why would you get up in the morning and have to work with these people yeah. unless you had to? You know, yeah. my experiences, bad experiences. Well, starting my business, I've learned so much yeah. about people and business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's there's like there's like a show, you know, show business. There's like the show, and then there's the business. Yes. <laughs> and I think I've been dropped out of the deep end and learned quite a lot in the last two years about. People will wipe your eye, as they say. It's mm-hmm. the same more than that. I know whenever I worked in Game of Thrones, because it was such a big production, there were so many nice people, and they were all dead on. Especially, to be honest, most of the ones that did like the building work and stuff, because they were just coming in, you know, that was just their job. They weren't caring that they were all a big production. You know, it was Game of Thrones, they didn't care. But then there was other people, there was plenty of times I went on set, and I said hello, and they just blanked me. And you're like, what does it cost just to say hello? You know, that sort of way. People don't have time. But, yeah. And I understand. Well, I don't actually understand because they're no better than us just because they've no. got, you know, maybe a bigger job, a bigger thing. And I do understand if they are under a lot of pressure, which they are, but it still doesn't mean you have to be an absolute twat to someone. You could just right. say hello, good morning, you know, that sort of way. Yeah. Or you were handing them their coffee and they just blanked you completely. That's not right, And though. I'm like, I don't really want to. It was don't get me wrong it was one of the best experiences film wise for me to learn but there was also times I was kind of like what are they doing but do you know that, that way do you know that saying it's like uh, be nice to the people on the way up because you'll meet them on the way down yeah I think that's so true exactly. because you are an up-and-coming filmmaker director writer and when you get in that position you remember how you were treated yes don't treat that person the same way as you were treated yeah treat that person with respect and and uh, like I heard a story, I remember reading a story, Michael Caine's autobiography, a really good book, it's like from the elephant to LA or something, we, or something, something like that, and uh, he was working on a film, and it was like in the MGM studios, these are like, I don't know if the exact studios, yeah. right? the, the buses used to come around back then when they were filming, and, and all the actors, and all like, fuck, there's them freaking people again, you know, like <laughs> taking pictures and all, and we're sick of them, you know, because they have to stop filming, while, you know, and this bus came around, and Michael Keane noticed that the bus drivers have a bit of a like, crap day and so he took it on himself to go onto the bus and introduce himself and he was known then yeah. and, and the bus driver's like thank you so much you really helped me you know and, 
and like uh, was struggling there a bit, you know, yeah. and then thought nothing of it. But a load of years later, that bus driver was actually like became a top director oh and God. was cast in this film. Yeah, and he remembered Michael Caine being nice to him, and he cast Michael Caine obviously because he's a talented actor, yeah. but because he was nice to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of the ones he was nominated for an Oscar, won an Oscar for. So like, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's around yeah. the corner. Just be nice to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they're all going <laughs> to be like Oscar-winning directors or anything like yes. that. But I'm just saying that you know. But then you know, it's there's a saying as well. It's none of my business what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like doing this podcast. There's sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? Is it going to go anywhere? What am I doing it for? And then I'm doing it for myself because last week, whenever we, well, last week I say, whenever we recorded the first episode, I was having such like a shit day and I was like, I don't want to do this. I have to go though because I want to do it still. And then we did it for the whole hour, maybe two hours we talked. And I was like, this is so good. Like I felt better after listening to it, which is what I would want on a podcast. Yeah, so, but if you're enjoying it, other people will enjoy it too. Yeah. But it, it's also one of these things where you're saying that you didn't feel like doing it, but you've done it. Yeah. There's going to be, you see that, you, you know, when you start something, there's all that enthusiasm. Yeah. And you feel great, let's take on the world. Mm-hmm. But it's when that enthusiasm drops. Yeah. Are you going to get up in the morning or whenever? Are you going to go out and do that podcast? That's, it's consistency. So yeah. that's when, that's a good saying. Mm-hmm. You've done well. So no, doing that, even like, I think in life in general, if you do want to do something, I think you should push yourself to do it. Like the first day, I remember the first day starting uni, I had watered down Coke. I was driving in the car. My brother was with me. I got onto the bus. I was absolutely, I wasn't there. I was oblivious of where I was going. Cause watered I was down so, Coke? Yeah, because I thought I was going to be sick. That's what, that's tradition in my house. Whenever we were sick, it was either Lucasaid or watered down Coke. I always yeah. thought it was like the uh, flat C&C lemonade. <laughs> That's good too. Whenever, well, the watered down Coke, and that was the last time I drank Coke. I think I've been off Coke now in four or five years. Not as a choice, just because I like, no, I drink Coke Zero, and obviously that stuff too. But um, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I got the uni, I literally walked in. There was a guy sitting, Joshua, who I still know, and this other girl, and I was like, is that seat free? Can I sit there? And I sat down, and for the whole three years of uni, I was with him most of the time. And I don't know what happened to the girl. I think she dropped out, but you know, shit happens. But yeah, you just have to push yourself to do it, even if you're scared. That's the main. If you're scared, you know yeah. it's right. You have to yeah. turn off your monkey brain. Yeah. That's because, like, you get up in the morning, you're like, you know, if you have a shower, like, like I shower, right? <laughs> do you? <laughs> For the purposes of podcast, I shower like <laughs> twice a day, right? So, but like, you know, if you, you sometimes you can get lazy and like. But you know, if you push yourself, you're gonna feel good after. Mm-hmm. You never felt shit after a shower. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the same with this here. Have the crack and all. Yeah. Know, it's that's it's about. You know, you just have the crack and see where it goes, and yeah. just be consistent. And yeah, you just shot the three stills for your for my cover, which looks looks professional. Let's be honest, does. <laughs> well, three forty five films. Friends <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, three forty five films. Yeah, Chris hates 345 films. The next question is, this may be more serious, this question. Is that not a serious question? <laughs> I know everything. You're going to be banned from the whole film and television industry. <laughs> There's loads of talentless, talented people. Talented people. So, this question is, 
do you have or what is your biggest regret in life to date? And if you have a big regret, what is, is there any advice you could give people? It could be anything small, like, do you wish you had done something differently? Do you wish you had took up something? Do you know what? That way? I have been in business for two years now, and I have, like, created a lot. And not, not being big headed, but a lot of great videos. Again, like, Absolutely, I, Mike I don't think there's been anyone as other than my other friend, Roscoe, who's got his own business in the same field, have created as much content or as many videos as, as I have or he yeah. has. But there's one, and I, God, it was, it was, it got me down, like really down. I, and it was, it was, because um, I hate feeling, like yeah. and I failed at this video. I really did, and I, I felt really bad. But it was like these three girls, you call them, they're like a sing, or the victory goers, you call them. And they're great singers, and they're actually actresses too outside. But they have this group that's like for like wartime music and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're really good. I said that I could shoot their video and shot their video when I thought, but I, you know, I'd never shot like a live performance before, yeah. so I regret that's one thing was that, like I that video like escaped me, like and I I lost the footage, I lost the footage of it, right? Yeah. But it wasn't even that they got the footage back, and they were, I I edited it, but they were like, that's not what we asked for, and I've never had that. I hit like I hit filming yeah. like, my videos, I put a lot of work into my videos, and I learned so much from that, like I. I just was like, that time shit. I just fucking got like depressing myself. <laughs> but I learned a lot about myself there, like because I was like, no, I can't do this. Everyone makes that sort of mistake. But yeah. I just learned about how to shoot. And then I went on the road with a band for two weeks and shot like a video for them every day, and it was a real big success. And then you just got to pick yourself back up again. Yeah. Your failure is not permanent. I know it's like a saying. I, I felt I let them down. You see. Yeah. Because they were lovely girls, but I let them down. But it's the one video that got away from me. The video I helped you edit the other music video. Can you remember what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. we like you kept coming back to me and saying you wanted this, you wanted that, you wanted this, but there's nothing. Wrong there was nothing you could have done. I don't know. Just, you know, just some people just that I I can as long as I am happy with it, right? Yeah. Right. I know that the client has to be happy about mm-hmm. it, no. But I have high standards, real fucking high standards, like. Mm-hmm. My videos, I put hours, weeks into, like, and people don't realize that. People think you just put a film together or a video together in two seconds. Nah, it's like everything has to be right. Them videos are fine. They, yeah. There was nothing wrong with them. So he's not listening. <laughs> it's or kinda, she's listening. I think they were the client. They, if they're coming to you, they have to also realize that it's your creative flair. You have to add on to it. It can't just be what they want. You, you know, there needs to be a bit of good take. That's my wolf that I've learned recently is that I don't make. This is going to be part of my selling point for my new promo. It's going to come out in the next few weeks. Is that I don't make your usual boring videos. Yeah. Because people just want boring stuff. I make something different. That they're like, everybody's different. Every class different. So I cater to like what I you know. It's it's you know it's always being creative and come up with something that you know that grip grab people's attention and stuff and help their business. You know because I want yeah. it to do really well. They want to do really well, and they might have great ideas too. But they come to me, I don't want them coming to me just going, I just want a cameraman. Yeah. I want them coming to me say, I want Chris Heath video. I yeah. want a 345 film video. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, I have built up my reputation now, a good reputation, now that I can, people can come to me and say, and I can say to them, well, no, it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. There's other people out there, you know, who can do, do that, but no, I, I want something different. I want to change the game every time. I want, I want to make people feel, I want to... Change the world. <laughs> change the world. I might need to Well, my biggest regret isn't as maybe serious as that, but 
I know recently I've told you that I was kind of teaching myself how to dance and I so wish, see years ago I was slightly overweight and I thought there's no point in me dancing, people are going to look here, they're going to be like what's this, what's that, but that's probably one of my biggest regrets is not doing dancing or there's so many things I could think of from years ago that I didn't want to do because I was too busy worrying about what people would think. Whereas now I'm like, just do it. As you said last time, I mean, we're all going to die. We say that every time. That's all that pops into my head every time. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> do you know what, though? You're getting older and you're learning now. You're My learning now that. Old. No, but you're, you're learning now that none of the bullshit matters. Right? Yeah. Um, you're learning now that go out and do it. Yeah. And um, like, feel at it. You have to feel stuff like that. You have to feel comedy improv. I got my hair cut the other day and the girl was telling me she's doing comedy improv. Mm. And uh, she's just saying that she's not very good at it, she's getting better at it. But you have to feel. There's like people realize that, like, if you're a comedy group or if you're a band, you have to play. People don't realize they think that they can play to play the packed out show right from the start. There's like a due process where yeah. it's like you have to start at the bottom where it's like nobody. Yes. I've, I've been when I've been on the road with that band and I've had full gigs, and then I've been on the road where nobody. Promoted it and they had nobody at it. Yeah. And they still played like it was fucking Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the difference between people who give up too easy and who blame everyone else. It's like you just go and feel and don't see when you feel, it becomes like a freedom from it. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, can't get any worse than this. <laughs> and then you get better in a glass night. I was at um doing this like feature film where I'm acting on. I don't really know much about it, it's because I know the people involved in it, I trust them, so we learned it's a cricket film, okay. and we learned to play cricket, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely terrible, I'm <laughs> really in the worst there, like, and, but I'm determined now to be the best at it, I don't know how, right? Google and YouTube videos, how to? Yeah, that will, I will, how to hit the wicket. But I, yeah, but I don't even, still don't know the rules of it, but, and yes, I was embarrassed in a way, but I made a joke of it, but you can't did get it. any worse, I yeah. did, and now I know like, what I need to do, yeah. like, even when I used to go out acting the art like drama class or whatever I got there on a Saturday. I used to say to my mom, I'm just away out here and she'd say, Where are you going? Way acting and she said, I way act the leg, you know. <laughs> and then until she saw me, yeah. like, she thought I was just messing about. But you know, for me it was like serious and until she saw me, you know, she's like, No, you need to really pursue that. Yeah. You know, you know, people don't see like you. It's the exact same last year I would go on a weekend away with all with the golf club. I have been playing, teaching myself again guitar for years in my room. And I would maybe be doing the same tune over and over again. And you would hear, would you change the fucking tune? And I'm like, I'm practicing. But what was the tune? There was, well, there was, there was a whole list. There was Little Mix, there was Taylor Swift, there was Keith Urban, there was Guns N' Roses. There were so many. There was one of the ladies, she knew, I don't proclaim to be a singer, but she knew I played the guitar. And there was this one guy, he was singing on his own. And she like stopped him and asked, could I get up and do the guitar and sing? And I was like, no, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then I ended up getting up and I did it. But I'm not saying I was any good of a singer, but I did get up and I did it in front of them all. And there is video footage of it that's in the head folder. It's away. It's not coming out to see the light of day. I did that. And the adrenaline I don't know how I did it to this day. I do not know. But you don't. And the thing is, there, like, I, I can see now, because I sort of known you over a few years now, whatever, they got there, and like, you were this shy. You weren't confident. Oh, God. But no. I think now I can see you now just, like, starting to, like. Peeking out of the bush. Yeah. Peeking out of the shadows. Yeah. That sounds wrong. You're going to take over the game. I think you're going to take over the game. <laughs> 
Because no one's going to do it for you. Like, no. You know? Yeah, because you just have to keep doing it on your own. See, you look at these things too. People who are dancing or they're singing are filmmakers and it's only a very small few that do one thing and they get there. But the rest of them, you don't see them starting off feeling. You just see but what they've done. I said I to myself, right? I, I still say to myself, I said to my friend yesterday, you don't see people's troubles. Like you like you may see someone sitting there with an Oscar or something like that there, you know, but they're probably going, well, what next now? What am I doing now? And, you know, it's like, there's no, what my point was, is there is no getting there. There yeah. is no place. There is no fucking place. It's not like a movie where it's just like, you get to your Oscar or get to whatever you want in life. Other 100% bliss yeah. for the rest of your life it's not it's like it's peaks and troughs is that, isn't that the same it's like yeah. ups and downs it's like to get there you have to push through stuff like, yeah. you know it's... and I think too I know it might sound stupid but I don't think anybody kind of knows what they're doing if you know what I mean that nobody like, knows, nobody what, they're knows doing. what they're doing they're just even going at the top yeah 100%. even at the top even well Donald Trump doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> But the, everybody's making it up as long, and like that's one thing I've learned about adulthood. <laughs> adulthood. Not quite there yet, you know. Quotations. But yeah, is that everybody's making it up? You know, back when you're younger, you used to think whoever your your mother, your father, whoever looked after you, whatever they got, were yeah. like whatever they said was gospel. Yeah. And and you then you grow up and you're like, well, no, they're kind of human, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, you see everybody's faults. It's like I remember years ago, whenever I was younger. On our flight of stairs, we would have had like the Hot Wheels cars, and I could have sat there for maybe three hours not knowing it, playing away, talking to myself, and then it would have clicked in my head. I'd have been like, "What am I doing? I'm sitting here for three hours, loving life, just playing with these cars." And now, if you do that, like people obviously do it, like YouTube and stuff, but there could be days you could be sitting, well, not days, hopefully, because you know, but you're watching anything on the TV, watching YouTube, and you just you know, days. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole, you never return oh, to house. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nobody knows what you're doing. That's the important thing to remember. <laughs> yeah, one day you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> this has turned into a depressing advice podcast. <laughs> but do you look at it yeah, depressing? But I think it's actually motivating. It is, it is, but it's true. That's it's just the reality. We'll move on to a section called Flashcard Friday because hopefully these podcasts be going out on Friday, otherwise, it'd be totally shit. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick. Five of the suggestions from the Tay Tay Swifton. We haven't changed it. Poor Tay Tay's got a. I know. She's, well, see, this week she's getting bad backlash. Last week she was all go, but yes. She's been exposed. Been exposed. <laughs> I know. I don't really read this stuff. I just like enjoy the music. Just still good. I like her. I know. I do. So first one is any advice on money? Well, there's a <laughs> the thing about like working in the hospital for fourteen years getting used to getting a paycheck every month. Half the time didn't even look at my bank account. Um, not that it was on big money, just that I, all I spent it on was like movies, <laughs> music. Equipment. <laughs> no movies, music, um, uh, football or whatever I got there, or just heading out and stuff. But now that I'm self-employed, like I always say this to all my friends who are like self-employed, I, was like, I wouldn't even know my bank number to get into my app. <laughs> I, was, I was always having to look it up or ring them up and get sent out again. Do you have the fingerprint thing for your phone line to log in? There is a mm-hmm. fingerprint one, but like the one, the dancing one, I think has it. But okay. I know it off by heart mm-hmm. now because I'm always checking it now. Yeah. And it's just a big learning curve. It's like learning how to like not go out and go nuts. Like, yeah. You know, but I've, I've, I'm holding this thing called a keep cup now. It's like eco friendly. Eco friendly hipster desk, but I'm not a hipster, but <laughs> maybe I'm with this cup. But, but I actually take pride on it because. I bought it now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm actually know the value of money now. I've learned a lot about money the last two years. I would say save 
like 20, 30 percent of your yeah. income, put it away. There you go. And invest it. Actually, don't put it away. Invest it. So. Okay. Well, I would say I get my wage every week and I do a budget every week. As soon as the pay slip comes in, I don't usually get paid until a couple of days after. But I do that because I'm driving my car and I'm like, I'm paying for this car every month. And I feel so grown up whenever you're doing that. And even though I know I'm only 25, car-wise, just being able to actually know you own that, you know, yourself. And it's a big thing. I don't have my own house. I still live at home. Yeah, there is times, though, whenever I haven't got enough hours and I'm maybe, it's down to the breadline. I'm not saying that's bad or a good thing. Sometimes it is if you want to do certain things. At the same time, I don't think one of my main advice tips would be that money isn't everything. You see these people that might have lots and lots of money and you might be jealous of them or whatever, but are they happy at the end of the day? Like, do they have what maybe you have? Like, do you have people that love you and want to hang about with you and you don't need the big money to flash about? There's nothing worse than someone, I think, pulling out like big roll of notes and being like, oh, here you go, here you go. I, I think you need to be sensible. I think, you know, money, what I've learned is like, it does open doors. It opens, gives you opportunities, yeah. right? Gives you opportunities to go places and do things. And like, I'm always like, well, as long as I have enough, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm happy, you know, but I'm 36 now. I'm 11 years older than you. Like, and, I, and it's not about age or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not being condescending or anything. I'm jealous. Right? I'm not <laughs> being condescending. But you start to think now, you know, I'm two years in business now. I'm learning, learning all the time to say it, so. We'll go for number two. Horror films. What do you think? Do you like them to start off with? <laughs> I don't really watch horror films. Like, uh, I don't? Not really. I've seen, uh, but because I, I, I was like, I had two sisters and they're older than me and they used to, like, I used to be like three, four watching Freddy Krueger. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, there, you know, so like it, on Halloween and all and, and I turned out all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me see, horror films. But I like, there was, there was one that was a great film. Did you ever see Star of Echoes? No. Kevin Bacon. Not seen that Going bodies are hidden the walls and all that stuff. Is that an old one? It's a really an old one, like hmm. probably 2000. Yeah. 1990s, early 2000. Yeah. And then there was one, the Ouija board English film. Oh, yeah. I watched that one. That was years old, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of a horror film. Get Out was scary. Get Out, well, it was the whole teacup bit. It was really scary. You know it was I, a good film. Do you know what I find really scary about that? Do you ever hear the story about when like, like the first film was first invented and they got everybody in to the cinema and they showed this video or a video um, roll of film and it was like a train coming towards the screen yeah. and everyone run out thinking the train was going to come yeah. through the screen. I had that similar experience with Get Out, right? <laughs> Do you know the scene where the gardener is doing the gardening? Oh, yeah. And he just turns and looks at your man and he runs full pelt. Yes. I actually wanted to get up and run out. <laughs> and I, I, that, that psychologically yeah. fucking scared me you know i'm not really scared by film but that really affected me you know yeah. i was like <laughs> let me out let me yeah, out get out <laughs> <laughs> no i think to me i do like horror films i don't know why because they still scare me but i do know how they're made and stuff like that so it shouldn't really scare me but i think horror film like editing wise horror films and comedy is so hard to get right because you need to get first of all with horror you need to have the timing to get the jump scares and just the freakiness, like there's always a horror film that's on the mirror. The mirror closes, they're always there. Or the fridge door, they're always behind the fridge door. But that that's the thing about horror. Hitchcock, I was brought up in Hitchcock and stuff. And I'm like, Have you seen Rear Window? 
the original room. Yeah. 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 I've seen them all back in the day. Like I, I was brought up like that. But the thing about him is he didn't show anything. Yep. And so nowadays much. everything's shown. Yeah. And that's why I don't really bother with him. You know, I like to see Child's play because I love Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. I, I love her. Like, she's a very <laughs> perfect woman, to be honest. Like, she's like, she's if you're listening, but she's just good crack. And she's yeah. just weird. And I have this like obsession, not with her, like it's not, uh, <laughs> not that I post herself with her, you know, but I just think she's just my kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like really funny and different. And yeah. Like, not like the rest of them, but that's why I want to see Chaz play. But I remember Chaz play coming out. I remember all these films. I remember, what year were you born? 1994. So just after you were born, like the screen films came out. Oh yeah, 100%. But they were like, you wouldn't, like, I was watching them at one. They were <laughs> massive, like, like back then. And then yeah. I remember for my birthday, Sky Cinema just coming out, like Sky, like box office, mm. we bought, and I got, like, I rented Scream 2 out, and I thought it was the best thing ever. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Because it's my birthday, can I rent this out? Yeah, yeah, and then I remember that. But uh, that was the big horror, those three phases and stuff. But they make loads of money from horror films. Yeah. That's where they keep on making them. You know? I, think I went to actually see Scream. It was in Bloomfield a couple of years back, and they had it projected in the wall for Halloween. And it's such a good film. Like, yeah. it still is a good film. It holds yeah. up. But speaking of, like what you said about not showing things, I think that's... See the likes of Hostel and stuff. I don't like the gore. But see, like, Hitchcock Psycho, like, classy film... The way you just hear in the shower scene, you hear the knife, you just see the blood go out of the plug hole and then it like does the whole camera trick. Like to me, that's the perfect horror. You don't have to see it. Not seeing it actually, I think, scourged me more. Do you know what one of the scariest films was? And it was like, it passed, it was like, I wasn't actually given like a high rating or not. One of the, not scariest, but one of the ones that made me jump was The Dark Knight. Oh um, yeah. But it got so many complaints from people saying, oh, there's so much gore in it. Mm-hmm. And like Chris Nolan was like, you show me where the gore is. Yeah. If you watch that film again, there's nothing. It's all suggestive. Even the bit where like Heath Ledger puts the pencil down. Yeah, he's so And puts so throws your head, man's head down. Yeah. Ted, 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 you always remember like there were like changing points in your life or like or kind of yes i mean not that it's a horror film but lion king i always remember because it was the first film i sort of cried to mm. and i know it's coming out soon can't wait to see it but lion king and there's so i don't know halloween i seen whenever i was like seven or eight which i probably shouldn't have been i was just skipping through the channels and went oh what's this and it kind of got me on to the crime shows and stuff just because it was so realistic obviously not whenever he keeps coming back like it's not Call of Duty something like that but um yeah see to me horror films now do kind of scare me but whenever I'm watching proper crime documentaries and stuff that's what scares me more because it's real life you know it's happening you're like what is going on I can remember seeing Dark Knight for the first time in Ards cinema and I hadn't seen any uh, really ads or anything up there mm. but and it was just me a father and a son it was like on 12 o'clock on a Friday yeah and it blew my mind it fucking like honestly I'm sitting there just and I left there I was like what did I just and that's why I love movies and yeah. that's why I, like I want to make movies like that it's because of shit like that even seeing Gladiator the first time blew mm. my mind you know I, I tell a story I mean it's really sick but like I tell a story where like I got out of tech on a Friday and my mum and dad picked me up from Dan Patrick and they were like, Well, Yuri and Yuri Cinema just opened up. Yeah. And I was like, We're going to go to the cinema. And I'm like, What? What are you going to see? 
some my mum's like some phone by Romans and I was like I don't want to see any from the Romans <laughs> fucking stop the car and let me out I don't want to see any I go home you should go ahead but I went along and I remember walking down and there was like the scene with the Germanic chords a little bit late oh, yeah. and I was like what the fuck is this and I just sat there I think I seen Gladiator like six to ten see times. the like music to that my brother I think he actually has it on his phone but you know the bit where he's walking along the barley field and yeah. I'm going Gets me every time a bit. It, it's a class film, but that, that film is that changed my like changed my life. Changed your life for the better. Yeah, but it's like I need to I need to fucking do something. Yeah. I guess the next one, which is takeaways. Now I'm gonna guess this is food takeaways. Food takeaways. So did you write these yourself? Take it away. Yeah, they wrote in a wee bits of card, cut out, yeah. not fold it, just yeah. stuck into a tin. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's favorite takeaways? Or? Favorite takeaway. What is your main dish to get? <laughs> dish well, of the dish. Here, here's a cracker one for it. I never had my first Chinese until, and then it was a chicken brie lamb until I was like twenty one. Your first Chinese. Twenty twenty one. Oh my god. Because I had this fear of because my sisters like used to they, they torched me when I was younger. Are your sisters older than you? Or yeah, they're like ten years older than me. But when I was younger, they torched me, telling me all these lies about. The Chinese uh, takeaway places like cut cats up and the, the oh yeah, I've heard that all day. Yeah. I, I used to, and I, I think it just stuck with me. Like, see, you're you're former of years. You're up until you're seven years old. You're you know, yeah. like, but my favorite takeaway. Let's get back to that. <laughs> is actually fish and chips. I like fish and chips out of salt cow. and vinegar. Yeah, mushy peas. No mushy peas. Tartar sauce. No, 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 no. Fish and chips out of cafe fish in Lisbon Road. Never had it. It's the best. It's the best. Mine, so I'd, I hit up all the joints, not gonna lie. Have you tried the mash in KFC? They've brought mash. What? It's so good. Ma- oh, in I KFC? Yeah, they have it in America, in America, you see. I've had that, that's not my favourite. Yeah, they got it here now? They do, yeah. Any KFC, go there, get the mash. McDonald's, no, that's not my favourite because it doesn't really fill me. From the Chinese, I usually get either salted chili chicken with coconut nice. rice. Right. Or what else do we get? Green Thai curry, that's good too. But my favourite, during the winter, I've got like a whole section for each bloody season here, but during the winter, seeing Indian, which is Lahore Gosh, it's called, which is lamb, which was came upon me by mistake, because I ordered it thinking it was chicken, <laughs> and it was lamb, and I was like, oh, it was so good. But that with the, is it what is it, Bombay Alu, which is the potatoes done like a curry, and Speaking it's literally like a Sunday dinner, my mind was blown completely. It's I great. only tried Indian for the first time, like, what? Two, it would be three years ago. My first ever, do you know my first ever uh, Indian was? What? Chicken Madras. That, that was a bit of a hot one to go for there. And uh, I might have a bit in the uniform now. <laughs> but it was, it was nice, it was really yeah. nice, I have to say, really nice. The penultimate one, let's see. Oh, is, oh. This is so weird, but I don't know why this is in here. Height. See that that silence is what the is what right. Just call it that like weird like the weird silence. Noise. Just keep it in because that's what it is. <laughs> no, um, height wise, for me the first thing I think of, I was like the tallest girl in primary seven before I left school, and my mom is so tiny and my dad's kind of small too. I'm telling the dad so every time I'm with someone or I'm with my mom, they're like, "Are you sure that's your mom?" And I'm like. No, I'm actually adopted. I'm not adopted, but I don't know what's yeah, happening. Has to prove it. Yeah, <laughs> my I'm kind of the same height as all my brothers, but I am 
tall for if you looked at my mum and dad you'd be like how's this happening and my mum literally fits under my chin so sometimes I hug her and keep her cool and I'm kind of like how did I come out of you and she, she always like, says she you weren't that <laughs> size and I, but yeah that's the first thing I think of and I think a height what height are you anyway? I think I'm 5'8 or 5'9 I think you're 5'9 5'10 yeah you're taller than me I'm nearly sure I don't know it's just a big head <laughs> <laughs> Big head couldn't fit in a door like that. But um, would you want to be six foot? Would you want to be taller? No, well, there's sometimes I wish I was smaller, but then there's people I know who are small that wish they were taller. So I just think, be my advice would be stick to your height, work it. There's good things being small, there's good work things it. being tall. Yeah, but do. that's the that's the one thing in life, right? There's, we have been really philosophical on this this one, right? Um, <laughs> I think whatever you're born with, whatever you're given, you have to. It's, you have to do the best with what you have. Yeah. You have to do the best. And like, you know, if it's not good enough for people and certain things, like Tinder and all. <laughs> Back to Tinder. Like just swoop, swipe left and not right. <laughs> no legs, all right. And you try your best, right? No, but you just got to work what you have. And, and if people don't like it, fuck them. Yeah. Just keep it French. You just bleep up it out. It might sound good. Boop them. Boop. <laughs> Right, we'll move on to the final one before we wrap up. Any advice on cars? Well, you're saying about how you love your car no. and you get good pride in paying for it. No. What I've learned is that cars are not a good investment. What? <laughs> because they depreciate. Well, yeah. And that's one thing I've read about is that don't buy things that depreciate, buy things that appreciate, like houses and buy investing things that will mm. create money. Like, Something out there, but then how do you buy a car if you've got no money yeah. or whatever they got there, or if you have to borrow money to, to buy it? Or, you yeah. know, I don't know. I know whenever there is a thing where if you drive, as soon as you drive your car out of the showroom, it decreases in value by three two, grand or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But my advice would be I had no intention whenever I went to uni of staying up there just because I didn't know people, and maybe I should have done that, but what I did was. I got a good deal, which was free insurance on a wee limited edition white and black Corsa. So I paid for that every month with my student loans. So instead of going out drinking, I had myself a car, but I didn't drink anyway. But I did that every month and I got my insurance back after the year because I drove well. So I got that back. But my advice would be if you don't want to stay in uni or anywhere and you want to get yourself a car, get a good deal and then drive to the places because like... Once I got a car, it's so much it is freedom. A, in, in a way, it's a good investment yeah. because I know my, my friend, a couple of my friends who don't drive, like, mm-hmm. and they're like, they're stuck. They're old and they're stuck, and yeah. we can't, you know, we can't do anything. You know, they have to wait on a bus or in a car, like, you just get in it and yeah. just go, you know. And I know, like, from experience, this might be me being a wee bit not pretentious, but I always wanted a car, or I don't like cars with hubcaps I don't know why you know like the big hubcaps it has to be alloys for me so if I get a car not that I know a lot of the cars but I always have to have like the alloys and it needs to be clean blacking up the tires that I'm like the fast cars (laughs) (laughs) no but my ultimate car I love the car the original one from the Bumblebee movie well that's a good good question what is your ultimate car I love a Corvette I like that one from Bumblebee or a Mustang I love a Ford Mustang yeah class Yeah. yeah I would have like a Porsche 911. Oh, Cabrera. the classics. The classics, or I would have like, I used to watch this 
Do you remember the Denzel Washington film Equalizer? Yes. The original TV show, and I used to have this like Jag, an old yeah. school Jag. I have an old school Jag, like just to be like perfect gentleman. <laughs> the Equalizer. Get out of the signal on top hat. Good day. Edward Woodward. Three forty-five films. So that is us finished. I think. Do you want to add anything else? Just live long and prosper because you're going to die. Getting Spock in there. Do the yeah. wee hand sign, you know. So that's us wrapping up. If you want to listen to more of us, we will have an episode hopefully every week. You can No, we will. We, we will. will. We will. We ha- I have Instagram. So if you want to go and check that out at <laughs> Grin and Burrett Podcast NI. And there's also our email address if you want to, if you are listening, if there's any listeners that want to put in a question, put in a suggestion, you can go to grinandburrettpodcastni at gmail.com and log into that. And hopefully this is going to be on iTunes, which you're maybe listening through right now, so you can rate us five stars. Really said that. Subscribe. Or Spotify, yes. And yeah, so have a good day and live long and prosper.